This is Fufara, where the little things are a big deal. Coming at you from our rooms, I mean studios, in Seattle and Dallas. We're your hosts and lifestyle gurus, Maddie and Tara. And we're back. We ended our very lively conversation about bullet journals, and now we are transitioning into very zany territory, and that is with Claire's banshee story. So without me interrupting any longer, I'm very interested in hearing about this. I don't know that I would call it a banshee story, but (laughs) when I was younger, I used to live in South Carolina, and so my dad was in the army, and so being in a military family, we'd have to move around like every few years. And all the other kids that I lived next door to in South Carolina were also children of military families. And I don't know if like this kind of environment or like, I don't know, the talk of like, oh, our parents are deploying for like this kind of situation influenced how we would play with each other at all. but. When I was in fifth grade, we all became convinced that we were part of a spirit world. And so every time we would play outside, we would all be playing roles in the spirit world. And sometimes parts of the spirit world would go at war with each other. So like in the spirit world, I was an angel and I could suck out people's souls. And I think there was another girl that was like a leprechaun. And I don't know, there were all these, every different neighborhood kid had a different superpower assigned to them. I don't remember them all. But basically, after we had been living in this loop for, I want to say, like, three to six months, there started to be new construction in our area. And we became convinced that the reason that there was new construction in our area was because there were actually banshees living next door. And the construction workers were trying to cover up for the banshees. Then it got to the point where we became convinced that the construction workers themselves were actually banshees. (laughs) (laughs) This sounds like a and conspiracy then, Tara would come up with. It really was. A, 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 it was a conspiracy theory, but it was like we were living it because we were all like playing our different roles. And I feel like definitely a part of me knew because I was in fifth grade at this point that like, of course, we were not in spirit world. And of course, there was no banshee living next door. But it was just so much fun for all of us to be a part of it. And, like, when I look back on that time in my childhood, like, so much of it was just, like, spent outside, like, frolicking around, like, hippie children. Like, we would go Love into it. the woods and, like, make our own forts out of sticks in this area we used to call the bamboo forest, which wasn't really a bamboo forest, but we just called it the bamboo forest. And there was this whole stretch of, like, forest behind our houses, which we called our own land, which was Liber which I think in Latin means, like, freedom or something like that. I don't know. Wow, you guys are some, like, hyper-intelligent yeah. kids. Yeah, like, but we became, like, you're, like, so consumed in this world that we created. But, yeah, so that was the Banshee story. And it escalated, like, even further than thinking the construction workers were Banshees to then thinking that the Banshees possessed one of our friend's older sisters. So now she was actually a Banshee. And okay, so another kind of part of the story, in fifth grade, I randomly thought it would be cool to start a newspaper out of a random like Microsoft Word template I saw online that looked cool. So we started a newspaper called the Neighborhood News. And then we were peddling stories about how there was a banshee next door and how like people were actually banshees. 
and we went around and like gave this little newsletter. The original <laughs> fake news. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> it was the we started fake news before fake news became fake news. Yeah. <laughs> Do you mind if I turn this into a novel? <laughs> I know, seriously, I was going to say, Claire, you have to write a book about, like, this. This would be such a good, like, young adult book. Oh, my gosh. Honestly, maybe, I, maybe it could be. It will be. It, yeah, it I'm will. looking forward to it. I'm it, has, it. it has the potential to be the next Harry Potter, like, mania. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't wait to be in the dedication saying, Tara and Maddie, thank you so much for this brilliant idea. <laughs> wow, will you take us on your book tours? Yes, of course. Yes, the right answer. Yes, you will both be on my book tours. We aren't going to be famous just in the United States. We're going to travel the globe for book tours. Everyone will know our names, Tara, Maddie, and Claire. No, we should just co-write this book. Co-write? Yeah, we should just write this book as a trio, and then we can tour the world together. I, I like that idea. Oh my gosh, what's <laughs> happening? <laughs> it's the start of something big. And in case our listeners didn't know, I hope I'm not putting you on the spot, Claire, but Claire has a brilliant blog, and it's aptly named Clarify. Uh, I didn't know this, what is this? Oh, yeah. So I have a blog. I like to call it a literature and lifestyle blog because oh. right now it's kind of a mix of book reviews. And then just whenever I feel like writing an update about like a project I'm working on or just my college life, I'll include that too. But I actually started the blog when I was in like eighth grade. And originally it was called Bookworm Reviews. And it was on like a really ugly default blogger template. <laughs> and it was just my ramblings and thoughts on like every young adult book I was reading. So like Divergent was there, Hunger Games was there, Harry Potter was there. I don't know if you guys have heard of the selection series, but like that was yeah. there too. But then like slowly I was like blogging into the void for a really long time. And then I don't know when it happened, but somebody left a comment on my blog and that like revolutionized my world because then I realized there was this whole like book blogging community out there. So it was bookworm reviews through like my freshman year of high school. And then I want to say like early freshman or like early sophomore year, I changed the name to cover to cover and I like redid the whole blog design. And then my junior or senior year of high school, I was like, you know what? I like YA as much as the next person, but I also really want to be able to talk about my life when I feel like it. So that's when I changed the name to Clarify. And it's still Clarify now. And it's been really cool to like engage with other book bloggers in the community. Or like, it's kind of cool when you see like a book that's hot from like a publisher putting it out like months in advance. And then later you go to the bookstore, the library, and like there's the book that had been like all the hype in the book blogging community before. And then I also just like talking about my life or like things that I like. That's so cool. That's such a good idea. I didn't know you did that. I like that. I remember when like, everybody was like making blogs, I feel like around that time, like eighth grade. I don't know. I feel like that was like a thing, but I don't play a thing, but people didn't like utilize it and it's cool that you actually like continued it and you made something of it and you've connected with people and that sounds really cool 
Yeah. Especially during, especially now when we're all locked in our houses and need people to connect with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely given me like something to do other than school while we've been at home, mm-hmm. which I really, really like. Um, through book blogging, I got to FaceTime with this girl that I'd never met in person before who lives in Germany. And we decided decided to start a social distancing book club together using our blog platforms. So that has been like my little passion project for like the past two or three weeks. Um, tomorrow is actually going to be like our third or fourth meeting, I think. But it it has just turned out really cool. It's kind of blown my mind how like just by putting something out on social media, like we've been able to get a group of people together from like five different countries. I That's think it's so like cool. USA, Colombia, Germany, and the Philippines. Like, which is crazy because I've never met any of these people in person. Yeah. But, because of the internet, like now we're all talking at our screens. I don't know that like that blows my mind. I think that's so cool. Like taking that opportunity um, and running with it. That's really cool. I can see how you got into William Mary. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't make a good essay. (laughs) Um, And since you guys I'm sure have read a bunch of books and have found. Oh, I'm so well read. (laughs) Yeah, since we're all scholars, sharp scholars. Oh, yeah, totally. Oh, yeah, we're sharp scholars. We're all (laughs) well read. Um, Mm -hmm. So I have to ask if you could take any character out to lunch. It It could be a picnic. It could be a very fancy, fancy outing, anything. Who would it be and what? kind of food do you think he or she would like? Wow, this is like a multi-layered question. Yeah, that's really hard. Do you have anything in mind, Tara? Yes. I <laughs> do you know this, my favorite, one of my favorite series uh, I read growing up was Big Nate. Oh. oh my gosh, wait, I didn't read that, but I've heard of it. I don't know if you guys ever played Pop Tropica. Yeah, but Pop Tropica had a big Nate Island, and I love playing that. <laughs> big Nate, this is just one of the many intellectual pieces I read on a daily basis, but Big <laughs> Nate, I'd take Nate out. I think he's the type to want to go to a, a ballpark, maybe, and get a hot dog. And maybe just sit and I could, you know, just hear about all his misadventures with his friends. Yep. That sounds wow. really <laughs> I definitely didn't expect that. As your answer. I don't know what I expected. <laughs> but I just haven't thought about those books in a long time. But, yeah. 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 I would choose, my favorite book is Misery by Stephen King. <laughs> And honestly, I would love to talk with Annie, who is the psycho killer fan, because she she acts like she's this good Christian, you know, fun, nice woman, and she's really pretty crazy. So I'd like to dig inside her mind and and uh, like making a murderer. <laughs> Do you know what kind of food she would like to eat and where she would like to eat it? Oh, where she would like to eat it. Well, I I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'll have to ask her. We'll have to. I mean, I don't want her to like get mad 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> there can be some bad consequences if that happens. So yeah. I'll just leave it up to her and say, whatever you want to do, I'll pay for it. You know, <laughs> let's have a conversation. Let's keep it chill. Let's leave the ax at home. <laughs> yeah. So you take her out in public on an outing? Yeah, because that's the thing about her. She can, she's not like a serial killer. She's just more like, she's very, she seems very nice and normal on the outside. So I think she'd be okay to take outside, you know, make sure she doesn't get too angry. It's a good, it's a balance. It's a dance. It's a dance. So, yeah. I like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. What about yeah. you, Claire? That's a hard one. I I read a book earlier this year that I really liked called The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. And it's basically about this movie star named Evelyn Hugo, who was like all the rage when she was younger. Like she was in all the popular movies. Everyone knew her name. And now that she's older, she is like reflecting on her experience as she's being interviewed by a journalist. But there's a lot of scandal around her because she had seven different husbands. So people want to know, like, what, what's, the, what's the tea here? This is really juicy information. And it's really interesting throughout the book because she talks about how, like, she was using her status as a celebrity or, like, using her beauty because she knew she was beautiful to, like, get the roles that she wanted. Wait, what was her name? The roles that she wanted. Evelyn Hugo. Or the book is The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Um, But then it's also, like, what sacrifices did she have to make because, like, she was getting the roles she wanted, but then, like, at what cost because she was missing out on, like, I don't know, relationships that were important to her or, like, doing things just so that she could land a certain role. But I really, really liked it, and I would love to sit down with Evelyn Hugo and just talk about her life story. And there's a scene in the book where she, like, power plays this one other actress who she's co-starring in a movie with at an ice cream shop. So I think it would be really fun to take her out to ice cream and just, like, hear from her while, I don't know, I'm eating some good cookies and cream. (laughs) From her description, it sounded like she's more of the type to go for rum raisin or something like that. I've never heard of that flavor before, but honestly, just from the title of it, that sounds like something she would go for. I picture her kind of like James Bond uh, walking into Baskin Robbins with a quizzical brow and then coolly <laughs> and then coolly asking the employee, I'll have a rum raisin cold in a cup. Wow. Yeah, no sprinkles. Hold the sprinkles. That's so Hold good. Hold the sprinkles. Sarah, you're <laughs> the author. That was like taking... Co-writing a book, right? And putting it into words. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's perfect. You have the vision. The eye of the eye, the third eye. But Tara, do you have the vocabulary? Yes, I do have the vocabulary. <laughs> Not only do I have the imagination of a great author, I have the uh-huh. vocabulary which is a very good segue. Thank you, Maddie, for that. Um, I got you. <laughs> to our wonderful words of the week. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the word, and I'm going to make sure that it is you know, read and said properly. And then I'm going to ask you two what you think the definition is, and then I'll read out the actual definition. And we have one slang word and one 
Oxford English word, so it's a nice balance. Our first actual word is quixotic. Q-U-I-X-O-T-I-C. So is it a noun? Is it an adjective? Can you tell us that? Quixotic is a... Adjective? What it's an adjective, that? yes. Okay. Ooh, quixotic. To okay. me, it sounds yeah. like a combination of quintessential and exotic. I like so that. So I was going to say maybe it's like something uniquely important or important and unique. That's my guess. I'm going to say, yeah, exotic, definitely like something unique, but then like the quiff, the quiff part. Um, exotic. I'm going to say something that is just, yeah, I mean, really just like super exotic, just like, just like super exotic. Super Never exotic. seen it before. Yeah. Those are two very good guesses. Quixotic is an exceedingly idealistic or unrealistic and impractical thing. So it seems romantic. It's extravagant. It's starry-eyed. Oh. Yeah, too big for your britches, that kind of thing. I like that. That's like a, I don't know, I, I like that word, the way it sounds. It's very yeah, pretty. Yeah, pretty. Yeah. <laughs> And I feel it's very apropos for what we're discussing today, especially with the collages. <laughs> mm -hmm. Very, very romantic. and YouTube Yeah, those collages are very quixotic. Okay. <laughs> Our slang wor word, and I actually don't know what this means, and I'm relying on your vast knowledge, <laughs> you two, on helping me out, is a phrase rather than a word. It's and, A-N-D-I, oop. O-O-P. <laughs> I love it. I love that you say it. Like First that. of all, how, and second of all, why, but please explain. Um, <laughs> it comes from, I don't know, I, I don't know if it was originally a vine or what the context around it was, but originally it's from this clip of this drag queen who is just talking and talking and then all of a sudden they go, and I, oop. And they just stop talking and they just look around with their lips pursed. And they're just looking around. And it, it's just, so you use it in context of like, whoa, like something shocking, like, oh, oh, okay. You know, like it just takes you back. It leaves you speechless. Is that pretty accurate, Claire? That was an excellent explanation. You even had like parts of the context too. I didn't even know where it originally came from. Oh, I don't know, like, what they were talking about that made the, or what, why they did that, but it's pretty, it's pretty iconic. So, so it kind of cuts you off mid statement because you're just astonished, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, and I, yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> you got it. Wow. I feel enlightened. I think I'm going to use that now. <laughs> I think you should. <laughs> you definitely it's crazy how people come up with these things and it just catches on and it becomes then commonplace. Mm -hmm. I can't wait for your, your catchphrase. Oh, my catchphrase? Okay, I'm not sure if I can, I haven't lived enough to gather the wisdom to come up with a <laughs> catchphrase, but I did discover a new um, unit of measurement, which I think you would be interested in hearing. Oh. I've 
was inspired by the amount of reading I had to do because I'm an art history major, so we have to read a lot of papers. And usually how I gauge the size of the reading I have to do is by pages. But if it's from a book, like if you, if the professor says, oh, read 20 pages, you don't know whether that's 20 pages like back to back or back to front or 20 pages that includes back, front, back, front, back, front. It's just misleading, you know what I mean? Is it mm -hmm. 20 whole pages? And, or 20 back, front, back, front pages, you know? And I created a new unit to help distinguish that uh, very confusing question. And that is called flippity flip. <laughs> So, say you're reading a book. So technical. It's very appropriate and suitable for what I'm saying, even though the name is, I, I grant you, a bit weird. But <laughs> now you know when the professor says, hey, I want you to read 50 pages from Gone with the Wind, which I, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the book, Gone with the Wind by tomorrow, you can say, hey, professor, is that 50 back front, back fronts? Or 50 flippity flips, which is like whole pages. So just quickly to summarize. I do understand what you're saying, to be thank fair. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so 50 back front, back front, like 50 back front, back front is the same as 20, 25 flippity flips. So flippity flips are half the size. That's the conversion that. rate. <laughs> That's the conversion rate. Wow, you really thought this through. I, I have, I have. I hope they don't put me away now that I, love it. I can't wait for that to be used throughout academia. We need it. It's time. Yeah. Even when you're citing things like in your bibliographies now, instead of writing, I don't know, page numbers, you'll say flippity flips, FF. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Yes. Well, what a trailblazer! Like you said before, I'm yeah. honest. Excellent. Setting the trends. Well, this episode has just gone out with a bang, and I would really like to thank both you and our lovely co-host Maddie for a wonderful episode to just finalize our season. Yeah. Thank you, Claire, for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, and I'm so excited that you guys finished out your first season of the show. That's so exciting. I know. It's, um, what do they say? One small step for, for women? Um, <laughs> Wait, no, he's talking about the moon. He's on the moon. But I think the same thing could be applied. This is essentially as, as important as the moon yep. landing, which might totally. have been faked, by the way. Yeah. Oh, that's an episode, isn't it? Oh, that's another episode. <laughs> we'll save that for later. <laughs> but thank you so much, uh, faithful Fufara listeners, for your support during mm -hmm. our 10-episode uh, ten tenure. We will be back. Absolutely. As Arnold Schwarzenegger said. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. Um, well, thank you, guys. Arigato. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Hiya. Thanks for listening to our podcast, Fooferall. Our listeners' input is so essential to our show, kind of like dairy. Unless, of course, you are vegan or lactose intolerant. 
Um, on second thought, that was a bad example. Anywho, please email us your ideas, your thoughts, your fufara to fufara.theworld at gmail.com. By the way, for copyright purposes, the name of the catchy tune we use in our intro is called Mouthful of Diamonds by Fantagram.